0: From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capitol Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Chuck Quernbach, filling in for Mayan Silver, speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of wispolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Well, hi, J.R. It's been an active year. There wasn't a presidential race here, but plenty of news from the state capitol, and a lot of it involved figures from the Milwaukee area. Uh, let's start with Milwaukee County Judge, former Janet Protasewicz, being elected to the state Supreme Court. Uh, remind us how that came about and maybe some ongoing impacts of Protasewicz being on the bench.
1: Well, you know, first there was the retirement of Pat Rogensack, which opened this opportunity for liberals to flip the majority of the court for the first time in 15 years. There was, oh, some $56 million in spending that I tracked the course of that, that campaign. Probably more was spent. Then there was a seismic shift in the court, which alters the landscape of Wisconsin politics in general. Uh, it's a huge, huge impact for Democrats on a number of fronts. One, you've got the redistricting lawsuit, which could change the maps that we have in Wisconsin. That was huge. And two, think about it. Uh, the Elections Commission we have in Wisconsin, which is supposed to oversee in this election that's been somewhat dysfunctional lately, often ties 3-3. And when that body deadlocks, Oftentimes, you're going to go to the courts to see how elections should be run, and you now have a solid little majority in the Supreme Court of Wisconsin as the ultimate arbiter of how elections should be run if there are challenges to election laws. So it's a a huge shift, both politically and uh, electorally in Wisconsin.
0: Also, uh, potential impact on the issue of abortion rights.
1: Oh, huge. So obviously, we saw a decision come out from a Dane County judge, uh, which she found that this 1849 law didn't apply to abortion in her mind, it was actually about feticides. So there's no ban on consensual abortions. And it does leave in effect the things like the 2015 law, which limits abortions after 20 weeks to before 20 weeks of pregnancy. But that case is going to go to the Supreme Court eventually, we think. Sheboygan uh, County D.A. controller Mansky, one of the uh, defendants, has indicated he's going to appeal. That process could take a while, though. You know, first, you got to pick which appeals court to go to outside the 4th District where the circuit court case is heard, then you got a question of will the appeals court get a chance to weigh in or will there be a motion to move it to the Supreme Court directly? And you know, once it gets there, I mean, the going bet in Madison is that the court will somehow find a way to overturn that law, whether they agree with the Dane County judge, doesn't apply, essential abortions or rules that not enforceable for another reason. But there's a going bet that that's going to end up being a, a case that they win for abortion rights advocates when it's all said and
0: done. The Milwaukee influence on state news continued with the shared revenue issue. We finally got a statewide change in shared revenue, uh, but it will also mean some higher sales taxes in the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County, right? Yeah,
1: it's fascinating. Uh, If you go back a year or two and ask a bunch of people on the state capitol, do you think Republicans will ever allow Milwaukee city and county to increase the sales tax? They'd say no. That was a a non-starter, but really momentum built end of kind of 2022 early this year to do something to address shared revenue, not just for Milwaukee, but for everybody, but especially for Milwaukee, because both the city and county were staring at a a fiscal cliff. Essentially, their pension costs were such that it was going to cause all kinds of bad things to happen. And you got Republicans to really help lead the way to drive that new sales tax and to do something for the entire state really A fascinating change how that came about. Now, it came at a price for Milwaukee, right? Republicans made sure to put into that bill a number of priorities for them that limit various efforts by the city and county, see how they deal with those challenges going forward. But financially, at least, it was a huge win for the city and the county.
0: Yeah, one of those changes was the Fire and Police Commission in Milwaukee seemingly having less clout. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Basically, what Republicans saw was, okay, We're going to give this financial boom to the city and county, but in return, we want to get a bunch of stuff done that we want done. The Republicans are not going to win local race in Milwaukee anytime soon, but they use this bill as leverage to enforce changes that they wanted to see. Let's say a lot of Republicans represent suburban areas. Their constituents are worried about crime in Milwaukee. This is a way for Republicans to try and send a message to Milwaukee about crime and how they want to address it going forward.
0: Well, next up to the plate, and uh, I don't think either of us have a favorite uh, walk-up music, do we? But um, uh, next up to the plate uh, would be the uh, legislative and governor's action on stadium maintenance, really, for the next 27 years. That's was a big deal as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and really, Milwaukee County and City got this kind of financial boost with the sales tax stuff. This package ended up being actually pretty decent for them. So remember, go back. It first came about because Governor Evers uh, proposed in the budget taking $290 million of our surplus as a state, investing it and using the proceeds off of that to keep the brewers in town for an extra 13 years. The lease runs out, runs out in 2030, keeps it 2043. Well, Republican lawmakers are not usually happy to allow Evers to drive the discussions. So they want to take his idea and make it in their minds better. They so went for this deal through 2050. And one of the big hang was, they wanted Republicans, they wanted to see a local body, they wanted to see the city and county have a financial commitment to the stadium. The issue was people kept saying, look, you just gave these guys these tools to right the ship financially, to get off from of the burden with um, the pensions, now you're going to ask them for a financial commitment every year going forward for, through 2050? That's a tough sell. And in the end, what they did was they, Republicans got their financial commitment, but the state's kind of paying for it. What I mean by that is when local governments impose a sales tax, it's collected by the state, Department of Revenue. Department of Revenue then charges a fee to those governments to send the money back to them to be used. They drop the fee, our Revenue charges, uh, not just the Milwaukee County and the city, but to everybody around the state as part of this deal. It basically helps the county and city pay for that financial local commitment, and it helped as a selling point statewide to say, look everybody benefits. Every county that has a sales tax, which is most of them, they're going to to keep more of that money going for it because of deal. So for Republicans, it's kind of a
0: win-win. More to come on that issue with the uh, weatherization issue, the actual signing of a lease uh, for the brewers in the state. But there's a chance I could buy you a beer at the game in 2045.
1: There is. We'll see how good they are, uh, how big the payroll is come 2045. But yeah, there's Definitely uh, some opportunities for the to stay. One of the big questions of the whole thing was, or one of the issues that came up was the Brewers really didn't play this game very well. They did not lobby. the game. I mean, I'm not trying to knock their lobbyists individually, but PR wise, I mean, think about it. Um, the owner of the Brewers, the main owner, Mark Astazio, bought a stake in a soccer team over in Europe, in the middle of all this stuff. A minority stake owner sold his house in California, put it up for like I don't know how many millions of dollars. There are all kinds of things PR-wise that made the brewers seem tone-deaf about, look, they're asking to the Texas for a whole lot of money, and you're doing this, and that was the best way to go about things. But in the end, lawmakers and the governor's side, is just, it's better to keep them. It's cheap, cheaper to keep them, is a the phrase you hear often, but it was better for the state to keep them in, in Wisconsin. And it's also kind of the price of, of having professional sports anymore. If you look around the country, you see over and over again examples where professional teams owned by very wealthy people – Go to the public and say, we need money to stay here. And the public keeps forking it over.
0: Well, one more baseball metaphor from batting from the right side of the plate, if you will, a Robin Voss of Racine County, Devin let Oostberg and Sheboygan County, we're going to uh, you know, consider them southeastern Wisconsin folks. They had a pretty good year as well, didn't they, in the political realm? Yeah, I mean,
1: they yes, but they have a lot of uncertainty ahead. They had uncertainty in those maps, that redistricting lawsuit, if if the Supreme Court of Wisconsin comes down and throws out those maps, it creates all kinds of uncertainty for Republicans. They've enjoyed a huge advantage for the last dozen years with maps that they drew that really kind of solidified their hold on the state power balance in the legislature. If those maps go away, it could be snaply different. But they also got a whole host of priorities in the budget. There's always give and take. Robin Voss got a big win with his agreement with the University of Wisconsin system, or sorry, the universities of Wisconsin, over curtailing DEI in exchange for additional funding, uh, it looked like the university the board of regents kind of caved to Voss in that process. You know, Lemih can point to things that he got, and this year he got through a big alcohol bill that he was really pushing along with Robin Voss over some concerns about his own numbers. He shepherded through the brewers bill again with Republicans kind of uneasy about it. So. He thought he would get things done in a very difficult chamber to operate at times.
0: The state of the Wisconsin Election Commission is, uh, again, rocky. There's still Republican pressure on the leader of the agency, Megan Wolf. Uh, now there's pressure on one of the Republican members, Bob Spindell, from Milwaukee County, uh, to step down. Uh, where are things at with the uh, administration of elections in Wisconsin?
1: Probably a little bit of a mess, you know. The commission is still operating, but here's an example of things that didn't go well for Robin Voss at Devin Lemmehue this year. Lemmehue tried to fire Megan Wolf after she refused to step down. He's been stymied by court system. Uh, Robin Voss is facing a, a group that's putting up a six-figure ad buy, pressuring him to go forward with impeaching Megan Wolf, or be replaced through a primary or through a recall, so that's not so great for them. Um, the elections commission itself is split constantly, three-three on things, so that causes some issues. And then you have kind of the result of that is the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, again, could be the one that makes a lot of decisions about election administration in Wisconsin because we're going to go to court often uh, in this process. And so it's going to be interesting to watch how these things play out. Will there be a lot of lawsuits about the elections in Wisconsin in 2024? They've got a bunch pending right now over absentee balloting, uh, drop boxes, trying to overturn a prior court ruling. There's all kinds of interesting stuff going on with election administration ultimately. It could be the Scott Supreme Court that, again, rules how things run
0: in the state. Well, J.R., we're glad to have sent you a lot of news from the Milwaukee area to cover out there. And, uh, a little gift from us to you. Oh,
1: I appreciate it. It's never dull around here.
0: Have a good rest of 23 and on into 2024. Hey, Thanks. You too. That was J.R. Ross of wispolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Chuck Quernbach. Listen for our segments every Monday and check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts.